pencil in the apocalypse. I gotta get up at five o'clock in the morning and sparkle, Neely, sparkle. I know what some of your big city no bra wearing hairy legged women livers might say. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Maximum Film. It is episode 200. That's episode 200. We doing it big. That's 200 episodes in the books. So buckle up because this is going to be fast and furious. All right. Uh, As you know, I'm in the booth with my friends. So let me go ahead and introduce you to them for the 200th time. Uh, Alonzo Duralde, Christmas Zaddy himself. What's good? Oh, so much is good. If he, a lot of a lot of great anniversaries this week. Obviously, we're we're hitting two hundred, which is exciting for me as as one of the the original hosts. Um, this week also uh, marked the tenth anniversary of my first review at the Rap, so that's crazy. Oh, congrats! Uh, thanks. Yeah, no, I was very excited about that. But the big one, I think, for for everybody is that uh, today, the day we are recording, is the fiftieth anniversary of the original release of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And that is the first movie that I remember seeing in theaters on its original run, which means, yes, I've now hit that stage in my life where I'm going to hit 50th anniversaries of every fucking thing I've ever done. And I'm real (laughs) excited about that. Yes, I know. That's 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 a milestone. What's crazy depending that? Yes, that movie is also (laughs) one. No, it is the first formative movie memory that i have like oh wow they showed it in a classroom and then i went home and just repeated the entire movie to my mother like following her room to room (laughs) and i can only imagine the like help me look she was giving my dad (laughs) at the same time but yes yes a cineast is born i mean speaking of anniversaries i mean not to put the nos before the tricked out car i mean this is the 20th the the 20th anniversary of the fast and furious the first film it came out Mm. in 2001 uh yeah so so they that's how long they've been doing this and i went into it knowing it because uh my girlfriend was asking me when it when the first one came out i was like uh i thought and i was like i think 2004 2006 2001 so it's another thing to think of when watching these movies that these are people who have been doing this movie for 20 <laughs> years that this is this is 20 like 20 and, oh wearing the same ribbed tank tops yes. in some cases oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that other sweet voice that you can't help but love is none other than the queen of the midwest herself drea clark what's good queen in absentia um what's good with me this has actually been on my what's good list for weeks but then i kept having like time sensitive things come up you guys i'm so obsessed with the black lady sketch show on hbo hbo i just said hbo you guys you're familiar with the platform hbo it's so good they had their second season come out in like april I am so intensely, weirdly attracted to Robin Thede when she's dressed as a man. She has this like (laughs) character she does with this like these braids and this like whip sharp goatee beard thing. And it's so fun in like a tracksuit. It weirdly works for me. Maybe not so weirdly. Maybe it's just a natural thing that it works for me. But it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. funny. Maybe we should explore this, right? Truly, yeah. truly. Call me Robin Thede. But they they are so well written. And there's so many. Like, I guess I heard so many people 
rightfully be so psyched about um, Key and Peele for so long. And mm-hmm. like those people all need to be watching this, like oh, yeah. this show. And it sticks the dismount. Like each of these sketches lands in a way that makes me even more critical of the ones that don't like <laughs> they're, do you know what I mean? They, it's yeah. it's all in yes. the dismount, and they're all oh, right there. It's so good in the dismount. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Sports. It's my sports, sports term. Sports. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, all in the uh, dismount. Speak- colon the Dre Clark story. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, well, I mean, we're talking about sports, so it's it may, we should definitely introduce uh, someone known for his athleticism, his strength, his 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 stature, his rippling muscles. It is none other than comedian and writer whose work can be seen on the Amber Ruff. And so, Demi Adijuibe, what's Good. Hello. I did not think that intro was for me. I was not prepared. <laughs> you were looking around. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, that one's for Casey. Or yeah, he's going to introduce himself, weirdo. Uh, hello. I, uh, I'm i on hiatus from Ruffin for the next couple of weeks, so I've just been milling about my house, and uh, I'm, I'm watching Loki, which everyone I'm sure is, and I'm fucking loving it it's so it just feels like uh, the potential that the uh, marvel cinematic universe has always had fully realized and like they're just going cosmic and weirdly existential with it and just doing that thing where like they take the natural conclusion that you do with like a, a movie or a series and just go by the end of like act one just going here's uh, we're moving past that so i really <laughs> really enjoy that uh Ooh, nice. i need yeah. more orange 70s office equipment in my life we were, oh the production design of that show is out of control good mm-hmm. it's just fantastic you guys i feel like there was a challenge given to me before we started talking about me being proving myself as an asshole and i can do it right now by telling you I'm waiting to watch Loki until they're all out so I can binge them because WandaVision I watched one by one, like week at week. And I was so frustrated because <laughs> I've become such a binge watcher of like the, there's so many shows released oh, yeah. that way. Yeah. And so for Loki, I was like, no, I'm holding out. So I'm going to yeah. like go hard, but I'm super psyched. And especially now that I hear about this orange office equipment. Yeah. And yeah. it's just six. It's six. So, you know. Yeah, I am solid. I am the complete opposite in that I I don't like to binge a show because then I'm like if I'm not caught up it just starts to feel like work. I'm just like oh I got three episodes left to w- get to watching and when it's just week by by week I just am like okay I'm watching it at the same pace everyone else is I it can't be spoiled I I don't really yeah. I, I sometimes like to check in on like what everyone's saying but now I'm realizing like with shows like this part of the fun is theorizing so it always gets spoiled inevitably and i'm like i don't want to be a part of that anymore but it just i feel like i miss the week-to-week nature of every show i'm watching which is very few i've i've successfully made it no spoilers other than this office equipment thing so (laughs) you have a restraint that i don't all right iffy what's good with you oh man you know uh what's good with me is yeah yeah just uh been really having a chill week my i've been re- recovering some plants you know so because because i did start to neglect my plants they're on death's door but they're coming back baby they they're they're getting new life in them uh so that's pretty much what's good with me uh no n- nothing real my sister had a birthday luau in my backyard and i realized i'm gonna stop uh letting friends throw things in my backyard because they never clean up as much as I want them to like, they always clean like, like, like my sister has done the best so far, 
but then also like everyone leaves the leftovers here and that's the one thing about hosting <laughs> is like is like yes you know you if you get too drunk you can go to sleep <laughs> like i am the number one guy who i will go to sleep during a party and let everyone yes. just keep partying uh like i have no problems uh i will assign a captain of the house and i will go to sleep but the un- other thing is just leftovers like i have enough food and beer and drinks to throw another barbecue tonight like i can <laughs> and i'm like i don't know what to do with this i i'm, I'm not going to eat all this so I think I'm a, you know, I'm gonna try and find a community fridge or something and uh, hook them up. Uh, so in order to refresh everyone's memories on the entire Fast and Furious series, producer Casey will be administering a quiz. So uh, hop on in. Hi, hi guys. Hi Casey. Hey, Casey. Uh, hello. Um, I thought this would be a good way to kind of bring our listeners and our hosts up to speed so we can kind of like refresh our memory As it of everything that's going on in the Fast and Furious verse. Mm-hmm. Um, Demi, I, 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 everyone on this show rewatched all these movies in the last year. How have you rewatched all I, of the, have you seen all the movies? I've and seen, them all, seen them all and I rewatched them all in the last two weeks. Uh, oh my except God. for Hobbs and Shaw, which I refuse to uh, acknowledge. Whoa. Where do you fall on Better Luck Tomorrow? In Out of Canada? Oh, I, I did just see Better Luck Tomorrow also for the first time. And the short films, uh, which w- were a trip. Oh, did you watch the uh, Supercharged Prelude? I did. Uh, oh, I said this on the podcast before, but I, every time I bring it up, I have to say, I had a huge argument with a friend over this because there's the Honda Prelude, a car. But in the oh Supercharged God. Prelude, it is a 3000 GT. And my friend believed that it was a Honda Prelude because it's called Supercharged Prelude. And I was like, no, that's just the name of, <laughs> of what it is. What it, and we got into the biggest argument and it still makes me mad till this day. What, <laughs> what makes me mad is I've heard that story before. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it is, I think I cut that out of a previous episode, so it'll be, it'll be new to, to the, the listeners. listeners. Yeah. If it makes it in this one, yeah. If it makes it into this one, it's um, I was going to say that the short films and Better Luck Tomorrow will not be eligible. Will not be included in this quiz. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, what about the animated series? Uh, that that also we're just gonna do the feature films and also you know uh, Hobbs and Shaw is up is up there too so well it's, shit but yes to so to answer a question you have to buzz in by saying family yep and family. if you get an answer wrong like so you'll buzz in with family I'll I'll call on the person if the person gets it wrong once I say they're wrong someone else can steal. Their question, but they have to buzz in again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. Question number one. How much taller is The Rock than Vin Diesel? (laughs) Family. Demi. I'm going to say three inches. Wrong. Family, five inches. Drea is correct. It is five (laughs) inches. The Rock is 6'5", and Vin Diesel is allegedly six feet tall. I'm I'm going to research that. So a friend asked this while we were watching the movies recently, and I Googled it, and it said six feet, and I did have this moment where I'm just like, I don't know. (laughs) When you you Google Vin Diesel height, it says six feet. And then it goes, people also ask, is Vin Diesel really six feet? (laughs) (laughs) No, really. What's Vin Diesel's height? A tall guy with short king energy is a a powerful (laughs) thing. So true. Uh, 
Okay. Well, with the chip on his shoulder, he's 6'2". Uh, okay, here we go. Question number two. Which Fast and Furious features is Vin Diesel not in? Family. Demi. He's not in Too Fast, Too Furious, and he is not in Hobbs and Shaw. That is correct, Demi. A point Whoa. for you. Nice. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you got and that. And he hasn't God. even seen Hobbs and Shaw. No, I, I've seen it. Oh. I just, I, I refuse you, to acknowledge oh, that. It, yeah. yeah, going forward, I'm it's like, that's not It's even more dramatic than not seeing it. I'm trying to get uh, <laughs> that eternal sunshine out of my brain. <laughs> okay, question number three. Instead of an acting fee for his cameo in Tokyo Drift... Vin Diesel instead asked for exclusive ownership rights over this character. Family. Family. I heard Demi first. Fuck. Uh, Riddick. The Chronicles Riddick. I'll accept it. It's Riddick. That's correct. Oh, I was like, I don't know the guy's yes. name. He said, he said Riddick. He, he said, said Riddick. Riddick. He said yeah. Riddick. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I just uh, here's a little factoid about that. After the Chronicles of Riddick flopped, Vin Diesel desperately wanted to make another sequel with that character because, according to Diesel. At the LA premiere of Riddick, he emotionally said, it's the story of my life. So you can take that uh, little factoid as you like. Um, <laughs> I like that. That sounds like he's a Vin Diesel is blind truther, but like the reverse of a Stevie Wonder where he's like, Vin Diesel can't see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this every, whole every, I look everything forward to I the Riddick bloodshot uh, crossover where he gets to just play all the parts. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Okay. What was the last Fast and Furious movie that Paul Walker starred in? Family. Oh, family. I heard Demi again first. Wow. I, I think you need to hear correctly. Oh, my gosh. Well, oh, Demi. he's hearing correctly. No. Uh, Furious 7. That is correct. Very good. Furious 7 Ooh. was the last movie that Paul Walker starred in. Okay, moving on. What actor was originally offered the role of Dom Toretto? Oh, family. Drea. Timothy Oliphant. That is correct, Drea. Oh, it was yeah. Timothy wow. Oliphant. Ooh. Wow. Can you what imagine? Different timeline. I can That's a... and I have. Mm. Yes. I, I don't think I would have liked that as much. No, it wouldn't have been as stupid, but it would have <laughs> been hot. That would have just been torque. <laughs> That's Martin. I wish. You're going to take that away from Martin Henderson? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. What rapper allegedly turned down a $500,000 offer to- Fat Family. Damn. Yes. Iffy. That's my boy, Ja Rule. Biggest mistake of his life. Monica. You got it, Iffy. Uh, ja Rule. I think Fire Festival maybe wins that award. But, <laughs> That's <you know>. true. <laughs> the fact that it's debatable is- uh... <laughs> I'm not saying for sure. Uh, yeah. I just want to throw that out there. Oh, goodness. Okay, so this next, this next section, it's uh, each- thing is worth two points so i'm gonna say a quote and you have to say the character that said it and the movie it's from oh Jesus. Mm -hmm. here we go all right there are lines in these movies yes i know <laughs> lines of cocaine mostly <laughs> okay here we go i don't have friends i have family family demi that is from Furious 7, and it's Dom Toretto. That is correct. Two points to Demi. I'm surprised you were able to discern that it was from Furious 7. That feels like that could have been from I anything. truly was like, that's uh, from the first one. I, the again, first one too, I've been yeah. watching all of these back to back, and so I've been thinking about them a lot, and just I feel like in my brain there are like canonical shits in the franchise where they embrace certain things. So I, uh, anyway. Yes. Game recognized game, sir. It's too much of my brain right now. See, studying does pay off. 
kids. Um, okay, here we go. I'm trying to save the world, which, for the record, will be my fourth time because I'm good at it. Uh, family. Iffy. That's going to be uh, uh, Detective Hobbs that said that. And in what movie? Oh, we're saying the movie. That's going to be... Uh, <sighs> I think... Uh, it was Fast it was Furious 6. Fast and Furious 6. You get a point for Hobbs, but not the movie. Family. Wrong. Who said that? Demi did. Demi. Demi. Which Is movie? it The Fate of the Furious? Wrong. Duh. Whoa. Oh, well, then Family. Uh, family. Demi. All right, Drea. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw? Correct. Drea, you get a point, yes. and Ify gets a point. Uh, no wonder I didn't know it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your internal blackout works that well. Yeah. All right, here we go. Next quote. You want ass? Why don't you hit Hollywood Family. Boulevard? Iffy. That is the uh, Fast and Furious. That is uh, me, uh, not Mia. Um, uh, Letty. When That's she's correct. at race roars, and the guy is like, "A lady like you shouldn't be uh, racing right here." Very good, thank you, Iffy. Uh, <laughs> that is correct. Very good. Just a points update. Drea, you have three. Demi, you have five. And Ify has four. Alonzo, yet to get on the, the board. Shocking. You got this, Alonzo. <laughs> all right, here we go. He had that oh, great fire festival the, quote. Can yes. he say something they're all, about that? They're all about the last minute come from behind. You know? Hit the NOS. All right, here we go. The yeah, NOS. the NOS. Exactly. The NOS. Uh, here we go. Next quote. I'll have the tuna, no crust. Family. Oh my God. Demi. Come on, that's the easiest one. That's Paul Walker in The Fast and the Furious. Girl, family. Uh, Brian. That's Brian. Yeah, oh, Brian. Damn it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you Drea a point for the, the point, Fast and I've... the Furious, Demi. Fair. And then, uh, Drea, you get a point, even though you didn't buzz in for. Uh, you know, I did no, buzz she in. Did. Oh, you I did. did? I did. I'm did. sorry. There's a lot of commotion. Okay, so you get a point too. Very good. Uh, all right. Guys, this you is like the how mad I just got about that. Yeah, I, it was scary. <laughs> I, I bust. Uh, I live my life a quarter game show at a time. All right, guys, this is the final question. Final question. Here's the quote: Your mistake, thinking you're in America. You're a long Family. way from home, Demi. That is Dom Toretto in Fast Five. That is correct, Demi. This is Brazil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is, Did you just do the statue in this Rio? Is, That's what he does. And everyone pulls their guns on Hobbs at the street. I watched that movie two times on the same day. Oh, Jesus. Your dreams have got to be wow. wonkers. They're dangerous. Well, congratulations, Demi. You have won the Fast and Furious quiz. You get Finally. A, you yes. get a, uh, a year's supply of Nas. So Yay. That's your, it's I'm all led to this. Yes. You I, I have it. to thank... Uh, my Dom Toretto Jesus no. piece that's been sitting here with me no. the whole time. He is literally holding up the Dom cross. That's right. Well, Demi, thanks for snatching that away from me with your fast tongue. <laughs> uh, the world may believe that mine was faster, but in this one instance, your tongue speed no. has uh, outdone I'm furious mine. if that counts. So <laughs> flag on the play. No. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about fast nine. In 2021, it is finally okay to talk about our mental health. That's why we are excited to be sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions. They'll match you with the therapist in under 48 hours, and it's easy to change therapists if needed. 
Remember, you do not need a traumatic event to benefit from therapy. Maybe you're feeling anxious or depressed or your stress feels like it's too much to manage. Get some tools to cope. Make your life just a little bit easier. Yeah, I, I want to super plus one that, Dre. I think a lot of people think that you go to therapy when you quote unquote need it. But honestly, it's just great to have someone to talk to, especially when you have three jobs like me and you do two podcasts and uh, you post thirst traps online. Sometimes it's great to just have someone to talk to. And especially right now, they have like a lot of different options. Like I, I actually have been using it and you can do video calls. You can do phone calls. And, you know, right now, like I'm talking with the therapist and we're just texting. So it's like it's you you can always fit in time because, you know, it's it's just kind of me unloading just my thoughts. And that's one chunk of text that I'm sending to a therapist instead of uh, friends. <laughs> And we all appreciate it. Plus, BetterHelp is way more affordable than in-person therapy. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Maximum Film listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash MaxFilm. That's BetterHelp.com slash M-A-X-F-I-L-M. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors. and Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor, and I'm a medical enthusiast, and we create Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Every week, I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history. And lately, we do a lot of modern fake medicine. Because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. Welcome back to Maximum Film. I'm your host, Ify Wadiwe. In the studio with me are... Drea Clark. Demi DeJuibe. Alonzo Duralde. And today... We're talking about the high-octane piece of cinema called Fast 9. Alonzo, would you mind providing us with a brief synopsis? Oh, I'll get you for this. Uh, okay, so <laughs> briefly, um, so uh, Dom and Letty are living off the map with uh, Dom's kid, right? Yep. I, I, I lose track of all of this. Anyway, uh, they are called back into business because things and devices and Kurt Russell is in trouble and only they can save the world. Uh, it turns out that the problem the, behind all this is not a uh, 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 cipher or what's her, um, yep. Charlie's throne, uh, but although she is around and stuck in a glass cage with a no sink or toilet and leather pants for days on end, never explained and the worst haircut imaginable no the real real bad guy here is the other toretto brother that's never ever been talked about in a franchise in which we're constantly told how important family is and he's played by john cena uh, not in his wheelhouse let us say and um if they can get the two halves of a thing and then make the other thing work then it's going to be really bad news but instead we're going to send taj and roma to space and everything's going to be fine and also find a reason for the people from tokyo drift to be involved in this even though we've barely figured out how to include them in there in the first place and then there's a barbecue yes um yeah. and, and it's just f9 and i like to think this time the f was for fun <laughs> that was my take um okay on charlize's hair because i do think that is one of the most important things we cover here <laughs> i personally think that 
there was a challenge made of, huh, can this beautiful woman pull off this bowl cut? And the answer was yes. It is not only the worst cut, it's this terrible color and it looks like greasy. It's so bad. And yet every time she's on camera, all I could think was, I can't believe they only... They got they shot Charlie's in and out in under three days, clearly. Oh, three hours. <laughs> yeah. And, and two, how in the hell is she pulling off this hair? Oh my yeah. god. It's the what can't she do challenge. It truly it feels like the hair and makeup people on this franchise are fucking with her because she she's got those dreads in eight. <laughs> yes. oh, like, the what's going hair? on? Oh, the yeah. dreads like, Yeah, that she stole from Angelina Jolie and gone in sixty seconds. Yes. <laughs> That's right. And I'm so curious as to what they're gonna do with her in ten. I don't know. Like, this hair, she's she's wearing Simple Jack's hair from, yeah. <laughs> from Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> it's the Simple Jack haircut, I was, and she I was, looks <laughs> stunning. I, I, I was thinking Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber, but I like yeah. yours better. Yeah. Um, this movie, though, you guys, obviously, we went through last summer and watched and discussed all of them. Um, and these are films strangely close to my heart now, closer than I ever thought they would be. And at this point, this franchise understands its level of absurdity in such a particular way. And I am just glad when they are like, yeah, just run with it. Just, it's fine. Just, they're going to go to space. Just, you're fine. Like, there's literally, there's that whole moment. We, we talked about this with the other ones, too, that the nonsense jerry-rigging that has to go just to make it so that these people would naturally just be in one vehicle all the time. Instead, <laughs> they're always in different vehicles. Most of the time, at least 70% of those vehicles are not right for the terrain they are driving on. <laughs> like, case in point... I love how they acknowledge it in the beginning by saying, you guys don't carpool. What's going yes! on? <laughs> That's what I mean. They just fully, they're like, oh, no, we get it. It's stupid. Like, why, when they go to the jungle... That Letty is on like a dirt bike and then there's a muscle car and then it ends like with the tank. Like none of these vehicles yeah. <laughs> should be driving through this sand. Might and as well be a snowmobile. You're like, all right, why not? Like, I could understand if they like just establish a universe like a garage they get all their cars from where it, they literally just are like, give us what you can. And some guys just like, I'll give you like five things, but it's the only cars we have left. Like you guys <laughs> give me like a, a, a day's notice. I have a Nissan Sentra, a Rolls Royce Silver Shadow, a, a 1964 Land Rover. I yeah. got this pretty the windshield's busted uh <laughs> you can have it i like you know i i love that you know they did it we went to space uh but if we're talking about things that don't make sense they never quite explain why these dudes from tokyo wanted to make a car that operates on a <laughs> rocket engine like they, like yeah. they're in this undisclosed like hangar that they seem to be authorized for, in and it seems like they're or something. Yeah, yeah. They're, it seems in, they're like outside they're doing Cologne it for fun. in Germany. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem like they're doing it for fun. Like it doesn't seem like it's any yeah. other mission other than they want to make a car that's operated by a rocket engine. And they are absolutely not the same characters that they were in no. Tokyo Drift. Oh, These guys no. are so different. Not at all. No, and no I, I love them so much more here, but I was also just kind of like, what? You, you're just. This guy was the lead of a film, yes. and now he's a goofball? No, <laughs> if, if they, those three had been that kind of goofy idiot all through Tokyo Drift, a movie which I enjoyed, yeah. it would have been such a different energy, and I would have really liked it. Like, yeah. 
Let Lucas yeah, they, Black be goofy. You know? They made Lucas Black full-on country bumpkin. Also, it's funny that him and Bow Wow are supposed to be the same age. I'm like, that is <laughs> that is a man with kids yes. on kids. And Bow Wow is a guy who definitely who, looks who like he's about to yes. do a versus <laughs> with uh, Soldier Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I'm with you. I, I love that this... this franchise is like it's gonna be nuts and you're gonna go with it and everybody just relax and it's fine and on that level it it constantly delivers like i had a really good time with this but it because so much of it is just like dumb fun and we'll go with it and it's fine whatever it does make the stuff that doesn't work stick out more just because they really are great at making so many implausible things just part of the part of the landscape here sure a car is going to swing across a ravine on a cable yes. because we say so so for me if i have like if i'm going to point out the two things in this movie that, that i think kind of drag it down one john cena I love him in comedies. I think he's great in uh, in Trainwreck. I think he's great in Blockers. Uh, I just even in the Suicide Squad trailer, it looks like he's he's having fun with it. As a dramatic character, he's stinking up the joint. Uh, and, like he does nothing but just sort of like pout and be man mad at dumb for things that happened. We were teenagers. He knows why. And it's just it's it's super unfun and just it it it's a it's a lead weight on this movie. The other thing is the this 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 franchise's crackpot decision that we're gonna keep Brian alive off screen even though it makes less and less sense every time. Like, why is Mia suddenly, like, out driving and ass-kicking and all this stuff that she's barely gotten to do in previous films while Brian's at home tending to all the children? Oh, because it's her brother! Exactly. It was a woke Yas Queen moment for me where this time (laughs) the fellas stay at home and the ladies save the world. Theoretically, I'm totally down for that, but for this character, it makes zero sense. And the movie could not be less interested in her relationship with with Jacob, or as has, has no. been called on the internet, Sub Toretto, uh, because <laughs> you know, like ostensibly they have a backstory, they have all this family history. Now, movie doesn't care. Movie's about Dom and this guy, you know, like yeah. glowering at each other, and that's all they're interested in. I, but uh, I don't want I, more time with Jordana Brewster explaining well, to me. I, I, I like, oh, I sent my brother care packages after he disappeared from our. Fa- I don't give a shit. We're I in the mind car. The, I would mind a little of that and i also don't want to have brian's car pull up at the end that was crazy winky wink i loved it i thought what is it is the hologram gonna come out of this car like i I loved it there i will say i always appreciated their choice not to kill brian paul walker's loss was so sudden and sad and that it was tied to car racing made it even more poignant and i loved how they handled that i loved that you could just think of this version of Paul Walker living a beautiful, fulfilled life just on the outskirts of the frame. So for me, that they did that made me happy. The only, I didn't have any problem with the car pulling up. Like I saw the blue car. I was like, ah, oh, they got one spot left. I find it much more ridiculous that Dom named his child after his living best friend. That like, is that's crazy. <laughs> like it's, also in, me, in tribute so, to my friend who's right on the other end of this phone. Like, and who might have a son one day himself, but too late, I've taken the name. Yeah. 
it it is so strange because like Furious Seven handles Paul Walker's absence the best that I, I think I've ever seen a movie handle just like someone suddenly dying so critical to a uh, a movie and for them in both eight and nine to have choices in universe that sort of it's like this is supposed to be a tribute to a thing that you know but in this universe it's weird I'm like naming him Brian as like the end moment of the movie I'm like that doesn't work name him Paul name him Paul that'd be right beautiful and it's like it doesn't make sense in universe but it makes sense to us and that's fine uh and but then having the the charger show up I'm just like that was crazy to me him being alive in the universe I think is great I think it's awesome I think it's nice that he is Sorry. Having the what show up? Is it a Charger? No, it's a Girl. Nissan Skyline GTR. I don't know cars. Girl. Girl. Having so, sorry, it's a Nissan Skyline. You, having you, the, know having that, the, you know I'm going to be Ryan's Jeep show up. Uh, <laughs> his Skyline show up uh, in the driveway was a crazy idea to me because it yeah. does feel like we're going to get a shot where like the door opens and a foot steps out and it cuts right? to black. And I'm like, don't do I But thought, they didn't. I, they I stopped no, it at the car. I oh think yeah, just that, that's, that's restraint on their part. I yeah, I'm just like, don't even show him. You can just sort of say like, uh, Brian's got to take care of. The, I don't know. It just felt to be, like. To be clear, I'm a fan of Jordana Brewster. I think me is a, an interesting is a potentially interesting character. There, she's always underutilized in these films. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that she's getting more directly involved in the action. But the explanation of where Brian is just right. gets yeah. weirder well, that's always and weirder with be each passing. Just an so. awkward wedge. It's yeah. like yeah. one of those things. I guess. The the thing that this is reminding me of in terms of the absurdity, one of the levels that this that F9 took, which they haven't done before, but I quite appreciated, was this almost meta cognizance that started with Roman being like, why do we never die? We live the dumbest lives. We're in the most insanely intense situations i'm being shot at constantly i've been run off the road a million times and yet we never die and he brings it up and it's like this small thread and he gets laughed at for it because he's roman and that was one of the things and that's why like i like their handling of brian because i just feel like the creatives behind this which includes vin diesel know this world and know their fans so well that the small acknowledgements the tweaks like the things they'll do to sort of wink at how stupid it all is like the fact that they went to space at all when that's been a joke for four four episodes for four movies now right also i felt in this movie they really did try and realize and address their problem with the women in the film always dying Mm -hmm. like it really Mm -hmm. felt like there was a concerted and that's also why mia kind of worked for me because it felt like a effort to be like okay well we'll bring her in but i do get the like brian's at home taking care of the kids and i was like i'll accept it because we're about to go to space in a ford fiero so whatever a pontiac (laughs) a pontiac a pontiac fiero casey Casey, you leave that in you leave it in that i do the car on the on the woman tip i will say like hands down the best hand-to-hand fighting in this was the scene with the women yeah. It was so good and such great choreography. This is when <laughs> it was also talking about stupid. It's uh when um Mia and Letty have gone to Tokyo and they realize they found something connected to Han because they see a Mexican Crazy. flag. <laughs> and I was like, that's literally like me being in St. Paul and deciding like, oh, there's a single Mexican flag. I must know who's in there. And that they are correct (laughs) in that assumption. And then they meet this new, like they've, you know, they're starting to do the thing where they're 
bringing in the fresh meat and the younger players to be in future. And so, you know, we were introduced to another young woman who's an awesome fighter. Oh my God. It was a great fight. I will laugh forever that seeing a dimly lit flag in a window paid off. So as, ex- really crazy. as exciting as it is that Han is back in the picture, uh, how do we feel about the mechanics of the explanation of Han being back nonsense. in the picture? <laughs> I mean, and, and like nonsense within, like, I think this franchise has a sort of like discernible level of nonsense where it's like a person dies and they'll bring them back and whatever. Like even just having uh, Letty's uh, death sort of be retconned into she was actually knocked down and had amnesia. I'm like, that's ridiculous. And they but sold this- that amnesia. Yes, yeah. and they really and they drew it out for long enough that it like I was like by the end of seven I was like yeah okay I, I get it and I'm on board and in six it even works for romantic reasons yeah but this just sort of being yeah uh, Kurt Russell was helping me with that and uh, I don't know I just didn't die I was like no no give us something give to, to, to us me, something just, I'm sorry but to me that made more sense than someone getting blown up like visibly blown up and then having amnesia like this makes sense that it was like oh it was fake it wasn't a real death it was death. very much akin to when Sherlock died or looked appeared to have died at the end of like season three or whatever and then when they came back like all months of people in the conjecture of oh what really happened and then they came back and they're like oh well he made it <laughs> but, it is, but it is funny that like uh, i mean l- time movie wise it does work out that dom finds out quicker than this country bumpkin he became friends with in one movie but it is funny that all this time they did not know they were in cologne just blowing up cars <laughs> did not know han, han did not call him also we i like the <laughs> this, like this to me felt what I really liked about this movie as a comic book fan, it totally felt like their retcon movie where like, let's re rejigger all this real quick so that this could make sense. Because like, even when, when Mia's like, you know, I have been keeping in touch in the background with John Cena. <laughs> I've been keeping in touch. It, like it, it may seem like he came out of nowhere, but it's, you know, Absolutely you've barely not. seen me in the movies. I've been keeping in touch. We'll with be him. publishing she, their letters between films. She <laughs> calls him, she calls Dom her only brother in another movie, and I was like, "All right, you, you <laughs> don't even." Well, because he lost the race and he had to turn, he had to leave and never come back. Yeah, and, I, and they, look, these movies are soap operas for straight men. Like you know, <laughs> the, the, you are allowed to have like relatives never spoken of, dead people who aren't dead, amnesia, all that stuff. It's wrestling. Have we had? But, ex- have but, we the, had but the cars uns- keep going vroom, so it's all right. Has there been a twin yet? Have we had an unexpected twin yet? Because no. I guarantee the number not one thing yet. that I was shocked by in this film is that Vin Diesel did not insist on Irish manning his face so he could play his younger self. Yeah. That shocked me because I could see him loving that. But you know what? Now I'm convinced he's holding out to play his own twin. Well, for the, that's when they do the time travel, you know. Yeah, okay, okay. I'll accept <laughs> I, that as well. I, kudos to the casting director who found a guy who plausibly looked like he could father both Vin Diesel and John Cena. Yeah. yeah. No easy that task. Me... And they found a guy like, whoa, okay. They're yeah. just like, uh, we, we're going to kill him, though, so you know, people won't get too good of a look. Yeah. And be like, <laughs> we're, hey, definitely, that... we're definitely not going to also show the mother, though. Honestly, this movie sort of feels like it broke me where I'm just like, I don't know where they're going to go. 
because I feel like everyone joked about space and they went to space and I, I, I enjoyed the space sequence, but I also, I, I think I felt the opposite that you did, Drea, where I was just sort of like, I don't need you guys to acknowledge the dumbness or like sort of listen to the internet and just be like, yeah, let's do what they want. I'm like, just do the thing. You don't have to get meta with it. Just be dumb and accept it. But going to space, I feel like I was just like, okay, but everyone's joked about that because to us, that's the craziest thing that works within the confines you've created. Where do you go well, that fits within your rules? I don't. They, if they don't do the Jurassic Park crossover, which I then I hope they don't. I, I that leaves what time travel, hell, and the purge. Like I don't really know what <laughs> all things that on. I'm just like I don't want time travel. I don't want dinosaurs. It, it just feels like crossing the border into sci-fi rather than just dumb physics. I'm just like I have faith I don't want that, that they will find other ways to oh, just yeah. be dumb. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they they're they've I, proven time and time again that I don't know what the fuck I my, would do here. Yeah, and they my do. main they, thing. They, up themselves i truly hope that what the through line is for the next one because when we're introduced to so many like Ludacris's character of tej is one of my favorites if only because of the arc of stupidity for his character like we met him and he's literally just a mechanic I, 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 yeah who, mechanic and so yeah. my big through line for wherever they're going in 10 is that all of these characters keep up with whatever vocational training courses they're doing at night <laughs> because it is already out of like, school. Look how well Tej is doing. <laughs> if he keeps up with that, who knows where he'll get next? Uh, that's Dr. Tej to you. Yes. <laughs> like, ask him about magnets. He knows. <laughs> they all seem to understand how magnets work. They do. Yeah, they figured it out real quick. Okay. Are we going to do the test that we did on the other ones? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think we, we are must. definitely going to do the dino test. So, out of five, <laughs> I feel like I know the answer to this. Out of five sleeveless shirts, how would we rate the ridiculousness of the title of the film? I feel like this is a low ridiculousness. Yeah, I feel like they they just threw F nine up as like a placeholder, and yeah. then have still not realized they, that they never named. Couldn't the film. think of anything better. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I've been calling it Fanine, if that makes it any better. I don't know. <laughs> I, fine. I think it is a five on the meter because I think they have slowly been testing how much they can get, like, the brand recognition of this franchise by taking away words and being like, how much does this still sell? And for them to just be like, we own the letter F. If we say F, that's fair. you're going to know what you fucking are watching. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, that's cocky and it worked if, if someone's like i'm going to see f9 i'm like i know that's a fast and furious movie. yeah yeah that's okay. crazy <laughs> the next one will just be the or and yeah i i my full belief is they're gonna the last movie will just be called either fast or furious not fast and furious yeah and i'm yeah. just like and it'll work and it'll sell a billion make a billion dollars and we'll all just eat pie well, yeah, it's, it, they said it's going to be a two-parter, so it's going to be a cliffhanger where something real dramatic happens and the final movie will be furious I oh my god! Dom dies uh, in ten, bah, and then he's bah. not dead in eleven. Oh, and then his twin comes in eleven. There That's right. Yeah, it's me, Blin mm. Diesel. He also <laughs> yeah. has a twin in real life, so it's even funnier. He does. Yeah, really? How has oh, wow. that guy not gotten involved in these movies yet? Why do I know stuff about Vin Diesel? <laughs> you know, why indeed, Raya? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, and I'll say a three out of five. Uh, by what percentage does the craziness increase from the previous film? I'm going 2,000%. I say we do go to fucking space you, in this yeah, one. Yeah, in so. a Pontiac Fiero, which, uh, you know. Which is not Drea a Ford. Was a Pontiac. Yes, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, well, the, and, and not just that. Like, they also, one of the funniest, and I know this is one of our things later, but Tej says something about, 
there there's like my favorite one of my favorite tropes is when people are having the argument of like faith versus science and the fact that that made its way into this makes me so happy so Tej is like the num numbers never lie you just got to trust in the physics and i'm like this show has never once shown <laughs> physics handled correctly no. like like the the pendulum of like the car jumping the ravine on the pe sure sure <laughs> this is the same series where people jumped out of those skyscrapers into the other skyscrapers i mean so. this, this is this is literally the same movie in which someone smacked the car so that john cena can land on the yes car. <laughs> and they do that move twice where like vin diesel catches someone with a car and i was like it's awesome every time but do not ever say the word physics <laughs> You don't take know physics, physics out of your mouth. Don't yeah. remind me that exists. Yeah, yeah. This I, is a yeah, a I would give world. this a high percentage of yeah. increasing craziness. Absolutely. Do any characters exhibit superhuman powers or capabilities? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He literally yeah. brings down like cement chains. He he oh, ruins yeah. the structures mm. of underground. Yeah. Dom, Not to yeah. mention him jumping down while making two. Oh. Full Donkey Kong. <laughs> yes. I also, was... Charlize Theron doesn't go to the bathroom for a week and wears leather pants. Like she yeah. can't even lie down in those things. And pulls off that hair. I mean, yes. She is obviously not mortal. Yeah. And references that if this was a movie, <laughs> this is the part. Oh my where God. Demi, yes. I heard Demi yes. go, no. <laughs> it's, it's the number one thing I, I always, no matter how good a movie is, if they say something like, this isn't a movie, this is real life, or like, what is this, a movie? I'm just like, shut up. Don't write, do a second draft. Don't do that. <laughs> what characters are swapped in and which ones are swapped out? Did, did we have any uh, any swap outs? Because I think we swapped in Han. He's back. <sighs> yeah, uh, we I swapped like in all the Tokyo Drift dudes. I don't even remember the like third dude. The like the like he was there, but he's like such a minor character. It's crazy to me that he's back. But he is also <laughs> he is one of the main four. Uh, guys in uh, Justin Lin's Better Luck Tomorrow, which is why uh, I think. Okay, so just okay. Well, then you know I fuck with that all the time. Get your yeah. homies in. No, everybody who's ever been in these damn movies, they have to like come out and do. You know, they get a five, six, seven, eight because it's like you know we we drag Helen Mirren is back and you know, I'm never mad at that. Well, no, of course so you <laughs> Yo, can never. Sexy the, is there's always room for Helen lady. Mirren, but it just it's like you know th these movies are going to be five hours long by the time they're done, just because anybody who's ever had a speaking role has to then come out and like be yeah. featured and do a do a, do a little you know step and then go back off stage again it feels like infinity war especially because like yes. well in our theater every time a new person shows up we're clapping and then i'm mm. like okay i guess how do they factor into the plot oh that's it okay and then they're gone it. it's like a graduation Could you hold your applause until yeah. the end please i like the like if you mentioned this franchise is now 20 years old and this was the first one where I was acutely aware of some of these actors looking older, most of them in the sense of like Michelle Rodriguez, I think has never looked better, oh, but also so looks so much older because she's 20 years older than she was in the first one. And this, it, it gave me that strange transcended thing that boyhood did of watching people <laughs> age on screen or like the Harry Potter movies, you know, just when you have literally watched people for so long that they look so different, they still look great. They're all movie stars. I don't mean it that way, but it, it is this thing of something that's had wheels 
<laughs> for this long. It it really and so that's the idea of they are rarely swapping people out anymore. They're bringing, like I said, with L, the character that Han has sort of been um, shepherding or fostering or whatever. That she's kind of being introduced into this. Like they're bringing in new people, but they're they're reticent to let go of anybody. And as such, we are now getting people who are like. Remember when I was supposed to be a teenager, but I was 29 then? Yeah. yeah well, the timeline then- is really muddled by L and the Tokyo Drift guys also, because it's like, all right, so technically speaking, Han died like a movie and a half ago, because his death is in like the be- the first act of Furious 7. And if this girl is in is like in gets into Han's life around that point, then the amount of time between when she was young and how old she's now should also be around the amount of time that Vin Diesel's kid was born to now. And it seems like two very Demi, different. Demi, trust the physics. Demi, numbers never That's, lie. I don't, I don't Thank know, you, man. <laughs> everything else, everything else in this franchise works except for that. Except for that one thing. Yes, yeah. Everything else. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, look, um, I will say I was derailed. I looked up those Helen Mirren tub picks again, but um, back on board. Um, <laughs> Focus. Um, I don't know. Focus. I'm locked in. I don't Helen know what those Mirror. are. So what? I'm, you haven't seen look. the Helen Mirror? Look up nope. the Helen Mirren top picks. It is like it is like the biggest flex as a thought dad myself. I cannot wait to be 70 and just have me in the tub, just all parts floating. You know what I'm talking about? Um, we always do. <laughs> we never don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. did she like call in on? Uh, no, 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 you, no. No, it's a sexy photo shoot. I'll send it to you later. Oh, Lord. Uh, let's go to the most memorable line. Don't fucking... Casey is doing the like, oh, my God. Uh, like, it, don't know. I will not have K- K- producer Casey try and be a prude on me. We I, want, to- I want all the listeners to know... Producer Casey, just as horny as Iffy. He just doesn't have a mic, okay? That's all I want you to know. I want it to go on record on episode 200. We're letting it all hang out on the 200th episode. (laughs) Yeah, 200th episode. I will say, uh, anything else needs to know. (laughs) uh, Speaking of Helen Mirren, though, we all said this when the scene was going on. Never so much sexual chemistry with anyone as between Dom Toretto and Helen Mirren. Hands down. Oh my God, yes. Hands down. I was just like, what? (laughs) Every time he and Letty make out, all I can think of is you dated in real life, right? Like, there's such a strange thing. He was so cheeky with Helen Mirren. And so I was like, oh my God. Vin Diesel knows how to flirt. He cannot stop smiling when Helen Mirren's around. I'm just like... Yeah, that is the magic of Helen Mirren. I don't know. (laughs) She is fireman carrying him to actually giving a performance, which like no (laughs) other co-star in these movies will do. While using horrible like Cockney jargon, Mm. like "Oh, which one of me boys got like?" Yeah, that that was. Oh no, I I was all on board for it. I was like, "Yeah, let's let's do it, Helen." We, (laughs) we we're we're going back. We're going back to London. My most memorable line is, "I will never forget." It was burned in the back of my head. But um, when um, uh, and I and his name is escaping me from Walking Dead and Guardians of the Galaxy starts with last name. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Yeah, Michael Michael Rooker saying, uh, "You know what happens when you take family from a Toretta." Ah. <laughs> that was such a. Stink. It was like it's like okay, I get we're doing the family thing, but that was when it was like, all right, we jumped the shark on family. <laughs> we have jumped. We, we we take. What are we doing here? 
what are we doing here? It, it made me laugh so hard. So I have something in terms of the known drama surrounding the movie. I feel oh. like last week we talked about the only drama I know, which was Vin Diesel's hilarious statement about how he it yes. wasn't even about this movie, but how he like coaxed that he was like playing the rock so he would get a better performance, which is funny. Yeah, I don't I don't know that. All I do know is and I'm going to tweak it in here because I think it's fun. The co-writer of this, Daniel Casey, um, I programmed his first film that he wrote and directed at Slamdance a billion years ago. And the thing that's most notable about that is it was called like the death of Michael Smith or something. But the one of the title cards of that film stated that their film, their total film budget for this indie feature was $537. And for me, I love that's a dramatic twist of getting to like, I'm going to do this super indie. Obviously he's done tons of things. That's since then. one lunch for this movie. Exactly. <laughs> for Vin. That is for, Vin for, Diesel's... What, one, for one person. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm getting an Uber to come meet to you and say, should we do another one? It's going to be $537. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I love that. It's, it's true. It's a dramatic arc rather than like a, drama occurring between people yeah no no there wasn't and there wasn't any drama because i no, feel like we've re about. we're reaching the end of the drama it seems like i don't know because that that shot that recent shot about the rock i don't know if that's gonna make the rock more mad or not but i feel like hobbs has to come back right like i feel like i, I think mean, the, i think hobbs will come back i think gal gadot will come back but it'll all be in like very small ways where it's just sort of like Contained. You know, like getting literally everybody back together for the big finale. Uh, you mean how in this one, they snuck in an entire, like, two-minute scene of Giselle talking to Han, like, as a flashback? I'm like, no. No, they only well, did that. So they're like, remember, we had Wonder Woman before she was Wonder Woman? Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Uh, anyway, the IDF. Uh <laughs> <laughs> The, oh, the, I have a, I have a, I have a gayest scene in this movie. Yes, oh, yes, let's go. Okay, so uh, Jacob Toretto, aka Sub Toretto, uh, is 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 running around Europe with this like Euro trash dictator's yes. son. Yes, <laughs> and what's going on there? There's a lot I of think talk we know. about. There's a lot of talk about sightseeing, and there's some, you know, like requisite mini skirted, you know, champagne room girls, but that, you know, come on. Surprisingly uh, modestly dressed, which Thank felt like you. just pointedly them being like, "We're not, do we're not those guys anymore." Thank and it's like, you. I noticed that they had they had two different times of those like big crowd shots because one was the flashback where we saw young Letty starting the like. It was the them racing when the right. brother left. And then one was at this, like, uh, it was Puff Daddy's all white party, except for yeah. it was in, like, Germany or wherever they were at that yeah. point. But, yes, I absolutely, I'm glad you mentioned that, Demi, because I totally noticed they, like, the cameras, instead of just scanning over the women's butts, were all like, oh, look at these wonderful Stay wide, art stay designs. wide. Stay wide. <laughs> Give them agency. Oh, look at, there's women who are also driving all of these cars. And then they were even saved in that moment. This has nothing to do with the gayest scene. Look, I'm just glad we worked it in. Sure, no, look yeah, at that woman there. Just pulled her college diploma out of her hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I support oh, yeah, Alonzo's that, choice for gayest. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I rock with that as well. They do have one moment where uh, he says something about like, uh, like, oh, I'm Jacob's partner, and then they like look at each other, and it's like, 
uh, you know, his uh, business uh, uh, or whatever. Uh, uh, and I was like, uh, uh, what's uh, going uh, on? Uh, it's like, <laughs> no one was like, whoa, gay, whoa, whoa. Like, I was just like, well, what's going I, on here? Again, like, that's It's been 20 years since the first movie when, like, you know, Diesel and Walker were generating real sparks, let's just say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Too Fast is uh, just one of, is just one of the, like, most passively gay movies I've ever seen. Like, every line <laughs> they have between each other is someone saying, I got your ass or something. And then they're, they're, they're just wrestling on the ground for three minutes. I was like, okay. All right, yeah, this is all right. Not the movie I thought, but okay. Um, so I'm I'm look I'm doing a quick glance at the soundtrack for this uh, next question, which was uh, out of five slaps, how would you rate the song for the movie? And that's already problematic for me. I don't even know I what the like, song for this movie yeah, exactly. is. Exactly, uh, that's Lane my big Switcher? problem. Lane Switcher is the is supposed to be the titular uh, Lane Switcher, which has uh, Skepta, Pop Smoke. They they went over the pond for this one, and ASAP Rocky. Yeah, it's it, it's not. Sh- you know, like we we're getting scared here. We're getting scared here. My <laughs> my my in my opinion, because the first cute you know song for the Fast and the Furious was called Furious. Uh, Act a fool literally repeated too fast, too furious multiple times. Uh, Tokyo Drifts uh, is uh, it literally also in the course Fast and Furious. Dip dip dip. Now we're doing this thing. Uh, no, no, that was the Teriyaki Boys uh, for uh, the uh, Tokyo Drift. Okay, wait, which is... are you complaining that they don't say the phrase F9 in the song? <laughs> yes, I, I, I hope might that is. Be, I, that is my complaint. I feel like before we were, it was the Fast and Furious song, and this now, it seems to be, to me, this is going to be a two-slapper. Uh, uh, you know, I feel like, you know... Like the the past movies, it was so strong. Wiz Khalifa had a residency with uh, Fast and Furious, you know, doing like three of their songs and knocking them all out of the park. I still think uh, we own it. He has his best verse of his career. Uh, where he's the, the Dame he, Shirley Bassey of, F, yeah. of Fast and Furious songs. Where Lane Switch kind of forgettable. I do like ASAP Rocky, but uh, you know, and you know, shout out. Pop Smoke, rest in peace. But I think it just it's, it doesn't scream a Fast and Furious song to me. I mean, how are you gonna even beat See You Again? Though it feels like yeah. It's unfair I mean, to try. that was yeah. They, honestly, true. It's time for the final question. Out of ten NOS canisters, how would you rate the fastness and the furiousness of this movie? Oof, I don't remember where we ended with eight like what our vote was for fate of the furious um so i know that this seemed pretty fast pretty furious i mean they truly kept bringing the same cars across different countries so i liked imagining all the things they weren't showing like shipping dom's muscle car (laughs) to get from germany to wherever that's that's a furious I mean like if I'm planning something those are details that I would be like pressed to pull off. Oh so wait I, so I'm dumb for wanting more to know more about me and Jacob but you want more scenes set at customs. Oh absolutely. <laughs> I want to see I want to see the shipping arrangements. I want to see exactly. Yeah. Yep. Listen you you also wanted to see what the latrine situation was. For Charlize Theron's container, so like we all have our small things that we. I just wanted to know that it was there. I didn't. (laughs) I think she's pulling a power move and just staring them in the eyes, pulling her pants down and (laughs) shitting on the floor and just being like, 
Well, the entire room stinks now. What are you going to do about it? It's just like, uh, all right, someone go in there and clean it, I guess. This movie did make it to space, and they did it in a a stupid way, fitting with the stupidness of all of this, but they didn't do it in a way where they tried to get everybody up there. Um, And I appreciate that. It wasn't a chase in space. Right. They weren't all I want to race on the moon. Yeah, no. This was, well, we need to get them in orbit. Eh, I, I, but I do. I think that that challenge was set for them, and above and beyond all of the other nonsense that we saw, like with the magnets and the whatever. Like, there's a lot of fun things that probably killed thousands of bystanders. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God, the magnet scene alone. I was like, nah, they, everyone they in that city's dead. RIP all of those civilians <laughs> to go to a foreign nation and just go alright we're gonna fucking kill entire blocks like, they're terrorists I want yeah. 10 and 11 to acknowledge that these people are terrorists well yeah there's a whole scene where the magnet pulls a car through a coffee shop that's active yes <laughs> I don't yes. know how one they also, survives that. There is also, again, in the insane clown posse-ness of fucking magnets, how do they work? There's also a moment with this machine where instead of cranking into the red, which is increasing the magnetic pull, they crank it to the blue for a moment, which is like metal repellent. And then it like floats above a metal structure. You guys, we need to give this so many NOS canisters is what I'm saying. Eight. Oh, yeah. I'm saying eight. No. I want yep. to give this eight NOS canisters. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I like again. I don't remember what our, what what scale we left it at, but I'll say like on a relative scale, this is where it's better than eight, close to seven. Still not as good as six and five. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you say, uh, Timmy? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go seven. Uh, I really liked it. I, I think the the franchise for me is always measured by the action and just like the ludicrousness of it all, not the ludicrousness of it all. But uh, I think that seven is always the benchmark for me because it has the most, they're just sort of like action sequence, action sequence. They don't care about establishing anything. They're just like, we got a big star as our villain. We got to give him a lot of stuff to do. And then eight is like, they are trying so hard and they don't have as much because it becomes fully a soap opera, but they also have my favorite sequence, which is this, the uh, zombie cars. Just, I mm. think that's the the craziest thing I've ever seen. And like nothing in this movie really felt like it topped that for me, but the magnets came so close. So I'm, I think I'm i I'm a seven. I'm going 10 out of 10 and I'm going to tell you why. Because I looked up how fast you have to go to get into space and they said 4.9 miles per second which is 294 miles per hour and i believe that is the fastest that we have ever Ooh. gone in this movie franchise so that gives it a 10 out of 10 the numbers don't lie that. if you the numbers, yeah, the numbers don't just lie. don't trust yeah, the I did the, you know trust the physics do the math yeah. uh you know all things that this movie did in fact do uh but with that being said let's go on and give our final review for F9, would you screen it, stream it, or skip it? Let's start with our guest, Demi. Stream it. Wait, actually, wait. Uh, well, screen it. You got to see this in a theater with a bunch of people howling. Yep. I'm also a screen it. I saw this in a theater. And the moments that I was full body laughing with the stupidness and the ridiculousness, and then I felt other people also laughing, but it wasn't a mockery. It was just a... <laughs> Ah, oh, they're doing it. It felt great. Screen it. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely screen. These movies only exist to be experiences. You know, like uh, you, 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 if you're not letting it completely wash over you, why are we yeah. bothering? Uh, same, uh, same here. I'm screening it. You got to see it on the big screen. You got to see it with a group of people, some in tank tops, some dressed as Corona bottles, some running late. <laughs> so they did not come dressed up. You know, so you need it all. You need the full experience and you need to see it with your family. Yeah, need to land that. Oh, dismount! It's all in the dismount. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, after that dismount, we gotta take a break. So we'll be right back after we hear from another show from Maximum Fun. Hey, you like movies? What about coming up with movie ideas over the course of an hour? Because that's what we do every week on Story Break, a writer's room podcast where three Hollywood professionals have an hour to come up with a pitch for a movie or TV show based off of totally zany prompts. Like that time we reimagined Star Wars based on our phone's autocomplete. Luke Skywalker is a family man and it's Star Wars, but it's a good idea. Okay, how about that time we broke the story of a bunch of Disney Channel original movies based solely on the title and the poster? Okay, Sarah Hyler is a 50-foot woman. Let's just go with it, guys. Okay, or the time we finally cracked the Adobe Photoshop feature film. Stamp tool is your Woody, and then the autofill oh, is the new Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Join us as we have a good time imagining all the movies Hollywood is too cowardly to make. Story Break comes out every Thursday on Maximum Fun. I don't know why I'm using this voice now. Welcome back to Maximum Film. I'm your host, Ify Wadiway. In the studio with me are Alonzo Duraldi, Demi DeJuibe, Drea Clark. And now it's time for staff picks. It could be any movie at all. Alonzo, why don't you start? So, you know, I'll tell you, we are, I'm always talking about physical media. Uh, and one of the reasons I'm doing that is because you cannot trust that things are going to be on streaming services when you want them to be. The entertainment conglomerates and the rights holders and everybody else is not interested in your being able to access things all the time. That said, I'm very excited to discover that back on Amazon Prime is Stella Maggie's uh, Gene of the Joneses, a movie that I really wanted to promote a year ago when the, her second her, her next film, The Photograph, came out. And at that time, you couldn't see Gene of the Joneses anywhere. But now you can, and you really ought to, especially because it stars Taylor Page, whose new film Zola opens this weekend. And we'll be talking about that on the show next week. Uh, but Gene of the Joneses is a really smart and fun and just beautifully acted and, and wonderfully insightful film about a, uh, a family, kind of a matriarchal lineage, I guess, it's several generations of women um, dealing with, you know, romantic and professional concerns and the sudden death of uh, a, a, a someone on their doorstep and a lot of other things that are going on. Uh, Paige is great. Sherry Shepard is one of like, she's got so much going on in this movie. If you've only know her from like TV and whatever, you'll be amazed at, at what she brings to it as an actor. Um, but it's just a terrific movie. Um, I loved the photograph and I really was trying to get people back to see this movie. And so now I'm glad they finally can. So on Amazon Prime, Gina the Joneses. Mm, Excellent. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. I backed that up. That's a great okay. choice, Alonzo. Thank you, Drea. What about you, Drea? What are you thinking? So my choice for the, my staff pick, as we call them, um, is uh, currently on Netflix. It just came out. It is called Good on Paper. It is written and starring Eliza Schlesinger. And um, it's also directed by Kimmy Gatewood, who many of you may know because she played one of the um, the wrestlers on Glow. There was like two, one of the two women who always played the older, like comedic characters, like literally geriatric older. That was their mm. whole bit. Um, and 
It's really interesting. I actually had sort of a hiccup with this movie. It took me a second to get into it until I realized it is only feigning to be a romantic comedy. It is instead um, doing a lot more, I think, sort of interesting commentary and has a very sort of dark anti-heroine in Eliza um, playing a thinly veiled version of herself as a stand-up um, going through this relationship with a very manipulative man. And um, yeah, but Margaret Cho is her best friend and who doesn't love that? It has some, yeah, great moments. And I found it really thought provoking, not like, you know, sitting down reading Camus or whatever, but <laughs> thought provoking that I would like to discuss with people, which is always a plus in my book. Yes. And Demi, what you got? What you got? What you got for us? So I wanted to pick something that's in the vein of F9, and I recently watched the first three uh, Police Story movies, which Ooh. I had never seen and had always uh, been meaning to get around to, and then a friend lent me the Criterions, and I was just so, so in love with that first Police Story. I feel like the feeling of watching Fast and Furious is the same feeling I get in that movie, where you are just watching someone have incredible physical control over their body not with i mean in f9 it's with cars but just like having such intense physical control over the body that it's like using it for comedy and for action and choreography in such a stunning way that you're just sitting there just wowed at it all and it's it's really just like fascinating and fantastic and feels like uh it's it's clearly set the blueprint for what so many movies have tried to be but have never been able to do and I just appreciated it so much. And like every, like two and three aren't as good. And I think by three, it's fully just like co super copaganda. And I'm like, I don't know. We don't have, we don't have to do all of this. But like the first one is just a full on achievement and it establishes how, like just even seeing the bloopers at the end and just seeing how much Jackie Chan can oh commit God. to something like this. Those outtakes are like, ah. Brutal. And it's like, it, it, he is so clearly like, he's like the most dangerous dancer alive. Like his fighting <laughs> is just truly just like sharp dancing that is so well planned and such a full commitment. And this movie is the pinnacle of that. I just, I loved it so much. You know, my staff pick is uh, one of those rare staff picks where I'm actually, uh, you know, giving you some TV uh, because I don't want you to forget uh, that uh, in 2002, uh, due to the rise of popularity of Fast and Furious, there was a Fox show by the name of Fast Lane that came oh. out that was supposed to be that was supposed to be the Fast and Furious for TV. It only had one season. Why you may ask is because no, it, uh, each episode <laughs> cost the two studios making it two point six million dollars wow. because of their unconventional cinematography, pyrotechnics and guest appearances, licensed soundtracks, supercars, and other exotic vehicles. If you Man. want to know, I'm going to go through a few of the cameos and oh guest Lord. stars that were on it. On the pilot, cameo appearance by Fred Durst uh, oh. uh, and guest stars by Big Boy. Guest stars for episode two, you got Tatiana Ailey. Big Boy comes back again for some reason. Episode three, uh, we got Lamont Johnson and the Red Elvises. Uh, so it's all over. Terrence Howard was in this. You got to see uh, <laughs> Naomi Campbell showed up. Oh, it was it was uh, bonkers. It was a they they really uh, had their had their 
their their eyes set on the stars. And episode 20 is called Ass Lane. So if that doesn't already make you want to watch it, if you're feeling you're like, I've stomached enough Fast and Furious, but I can stomach some bad TV. Why don't you pop in Fast Lane? I don't know how they didn't get their money back. All right, all right. Well, uh, look, since this is the 200th episode of the show, producer Casey has prepared something special for us. Uh, So what is it? (laughs) Hi, everybody. Casey, I'm back again. And I just want to set the record straight. You know, if you said I'm just as horny, but I don't have a microphone, that might be true. I just, I, you know, if he is very brave and I look up to him. So that's just, I just wanted to. You're saying that you're just as horny and you do have a microphone. Yeah, and now I do have a microphone. We all look at at if he's horniness as controversial yet brave. All of us. Um, Okay. So 200 episodes. Wow. It's amazing. I can't believe uh, we've made uh, 200 episodes. It's gone by so quickly. Um, To celebrate our 200th episode, uh, the only way I could think of to do it was a uh, supercut of every time if he said, you know, when uh, he was doing a final review. And so that is uh, what I'm going to play for you uh, right now. Oh, you know, you knew I was going to say it. This is going to be a snap it up. Oh, you know me. Oh, you know, you know, I'm a screen it. Yeah, no, I, you know, I'm a snap it up. I'm, I'm radicalized. Yeah. You know, it's a screen it. Uh, you know me. You could hear it right now. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you know what it is for me. Snap it up on, snap it up on physical media. You already know what it is. Buy this on physical media. Uh, you know, I mean, you have no, you have no, there's no doubt in your mind. It's a snap it up on physical media. All right. And me, you know I love it. Yeah, and you know your boy is out here letting you know that you should indeed be screening it. Oh my god. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> you know. How is there not more? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh the audio god. behind because, it was amazing. Only oh, because it. he hasn't been on all two hundred episodes or else Yo. we'd still be here. <laughs> yes, that's right. But I just want to say it is uh it's been a great 200 episodes. Uh Alonzo, you've been on you've been there since the beginning and Yay, it's been Alonzo. wonderful yeah. making this show with you and uh Drea, Drea, your first episode was actually episode number 2, funny enough. Isn't that interesting? I thought wow. it's, you came she in right away. Eve Harrington her way into Oh, I sure did. Yes. <laughs> I, I sure it. did. And oh. then Iffy's first episode was actually episode... Oh, I have this written down. Sorry. Uh, where did that go? Okay. Iffy's first episode was eighty, episode 89, Detective Pikachu. Oh, and wow. he became a full host with episode 96 for yesterday. And uh, yeah, I just feel like the show is better than ever. And it's really just a blast getting to make this show with you guys every that week. That also means and I have, in fact, done 100 episodes. Yes. Yes, I know. I, it's like, kind of... It feels gracious. like... It 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 uh, it's amazing. You've been here for uh, the majority of the run of this show. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think twenty twenty just threw off everybody's sense of time. Frankly, yeah, it I really think so. But yeah, Truly. like I, I, part of me feels like we've always done this show, and part of me still feels like we just started this show. We're like yeah. the new guys, right? Didn't we just? We're, we're still getting our feet wet. It's like no, yeah. two hundred episodes. And we have no excuses for that kind of thing. But Casey, you've been a delight to work with this whole time, and and I've been having a blast, and uh, I'm ready for another two hundred. 
There Yay. we go. Yes. Go thank you. To, thank you to all you guys. Yes, we really. did it. I think. We did it. I think we really know the main person for us to thank though is Demi. That's right. Here, yes. You know, like, Thank you, done Demi. This. Without me, got us here today, and we won't forget it. <laughs> I'm very honored to be part of this milestone. Thank you. But uh, before before we do outros and stuff, I got it's time for the five star reviews. It's the 200th episode five star review. Whoa. If you leave us a five star review, we'll read it on the air. So it'll be just like this. Uh, this one's from uh, Sprobe. Oh, oh, Spro Spro before bros. This onion ball is pro Ife Chukude. Nice <laughs> shout out. All right, well, all right. right. Look at that. Smelled it right, too. Look, look at you. Speaking of Nigerians, Demi, thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> thank you for having me. Anything you'd like to plug before we get out of here? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't been watching the Amber Ruffin show, go yes. to Peacock. They're free with ads. Oh, it's phenomenal. It is one of so the things good. that has kept Thank me you. sane during the last year. It's a delight. And I'll, I'll, it, Demi had nothing to do with it, but go read Amber's book, too. It's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, follow uh, Demi on Instagram. I don't think he's on Twitter anymore, so he can't stop me from posting that picture uh, that I think looks like him. No! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Uh, if you have a comment or suggestion about this week's show, tweet at us at Maximum underscore film. Our Facebook group can be found at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Maximum Film or send us an email at Maximum Film at Maximum Our producer is Casey O'Brien, who is all right. Our senior <laughs> producer is Laura Swisher, the bomb.com. And this is a production of Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.